Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to Checking In with Michelle Williams, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. Hey, welcome to Checking In with Michelle Williams. I think we've all been in a place where things just don't feel right. But how do you know when to seek help? My next guest will share how one morning after a terrible night, it was made very clear to him. Right now on Checking In with Michelle Williams. I am so excited to welcome my next guest to the Checking In with Michelle Williams podcast. He is a two-time Grammy award-winning artist, writer, producer, activist, dad, and husband. And I think I can add, he's the homie. Please welcome Lecrae. What's happening? Listen, thank you so much for joining me. Because first of all, let's admit we're all zoomed out. We're all probably interviewed out. So I'm thankful that anybody that says yes to checking in, I'm really grateful for you. I just feel like we can just jump right in and dive right into everything that you have had going on. Let me tell y'all, people don't know, I shouldn't say people don't know, but true fans know that you joined me on my album, Journey to Freedom, in 2014, and thank you for that. Um, I am going to say his album came out the same day as mine. Oh my gosh, here we go. And um, yeah, I, I didn't get that number one spot, so I had to concede, at least someone's conceiving. I had you to had, concede. You've had plenty of number ones, okay? You've had plenty of number ones. Let's just be clear. All right, let's let's call it like it is. I had to just say, you know what? He made it. He's number one, and congratulations to you. But I also felt like I shared it with you because you were on my album as well. And just um, so thank you for thank you so much for that as well. I said, let me tell him. 
he kicked me out my number one spot that I was wanting. Jesus did not say yes. <laughs> you got used to it. You've been too comfortable at number one. You know what I mean? That's what was happening. It's time to humble Oh, myself. my God. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I'm so, but I'm, I'm not surprised because you definitely have a hardcore following. You were, as far as one of the few people I knew in gospel, not on a show of a whole bunch of artists. You were holding down big auditoriums, arenas on your own. Do you consider yourself a gospel artist? Because I want to not. No, I'm, I'm really OK with whatever people say. I just never want to disrespect any genre genre. So I'm, I'm OK with whatever people say is if they if, if they're comfortable, I'm comfortable. You know what I mean? Well, I know, my, my first knowledge of you, of course, was gospel. But yeah. I, I think for me, um, when you start selling albums like that, when you start bringing in those numbers and sales, you tapping into another audience. And that's okay. Yeah. Because we are to spread the good news to Everybody, not just the people that we know that go to church, everybody. And you have done that so, so very well. You have been um, creative. You've been a trailblazer. You've been you've just been dope. And there's I mean, I can say some other stuff, but I might say that offline because we don't want we don't want to offend any other artists. Um that rap in gospel. Amen. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So anywho, but I am so thankful that you are here. We share a lot of similarities as far as dealing with depression, dealing with anxiety. And I wanted to let you come in, uh, have you come in and check in with everybody to tell us how you are doing and what's going on. The purpose of checking in is you check in with yourself, you check in with others, and you check in with God. Mm. And you have a book out called I Am Restored, How I Lost My Religion But Found My Faith. And you really kind of express some things that I think it is admirable for a man to share and talk about. You recently shared that you had suffered sexual abuse, verbal and physical abuse. And that one night in 2018, you had a whole night of binge drinking. And it said that led to clinical depression. But first of all, all of those things, the abuse, you would think that's what led to the depression, not not the drinking. The drinking was the coping, mm-hmm. correct? If mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. What led up to that night? Oh, man. Um, so much. You know, I mean, you you obviously understand like anybody else does, just the perils of being in the, in the limelight and also trying to maintain a sense of, of faith and consistency mm-hmm. amidst all of the pressures and the demands and different circles that you're walking in. And, you know... On top of that, it's the trauma of my own past and then dealing with the the criticism that I was getting specifically from like church folk. Right. And so we're going to talk about it. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. So, so, you know, all that criticism put me in a dark place, which led me to feel a little rebellious. 
And my rebelliousness was like, well, God, I'm just done. I'm not finna just walk this path anymore. And, you know, you start making decisions that are just not healthy for you. And those decisions spiral down. And next thing you know, you're drinking to just keep pushing through. And then it's Mm -hmm. like the drinking does not erase, you know, all the emotions and the the strain, the mental strain. So it was like my brain had just had enough. And when I woke up, it was like, I'm out. We're done. Really? Yeah. So basically we cannot medicate our trauma. We can't drink our trauma away. We can't sex our trauma away. We can't gamble. Now shopping, it it helps for just, (laughs) it helps for like a day. And then you look at that receipt like, oh, why did I buy that? Why did I do this? You know? So you woke up just kind of gone, Gone. done. Done. And that moment led you to seek some help? No, because I didn't really know what was going on. Like I had been depressed before. I had bouts with depression, but this was kind of really different. This was uh, mm. was clinical. This was like, it wasn't just sadness. It was like numbness where you don't, you can't appreciate the sun going up. It's like, you're not sad. You're not mad. You're not, you're just numb. And um I didn't have it. I know appetite, just no desire for anything, mm. just existed, mm. you know, yeah. like a zombie. And I knew something was wrong, but I thought I'd snap out of it. I was like, oh, I'll snap out of it. You know, I'll just shake it off. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine days later, still there. And that's when I knew like, all right, you know, I knew something was wrong. I didn't Now, What I thought was that it was purely just spiritual. And it was like, which I'm not saying it wasn't, but it was like, all right, it's time to come home. It's time to just come clean, come home, be honest about your lack of faith, about just your drinking and trying different substances Mm -hmm. and just be honest. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I just talked to my pastor. I talked to my friend, talked to my wife. I was like, look, this is where I'm at. And and it didn't go away when I did that. So it turned into I'm going to need some professional help. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I know because we tell people all the time, share what's going on with you. Talk about what's going on with you. But you said it did not go away. So you had to take the next step in getting some clinical help. Mm -hmm. So what was it like for you the first time you walked in those doors? The reason why I'm asking you this, because there are many men who look like you and Mm -hmm. I want them to know your process. But at the same time that you are sitting here with me today, living to tell the story. Right. Yeah. There's there's healing on the other side of it, but you got to go through it first. You got to be able to be honest and transparent. Uh, that's the tough part. You know, uh, it's like an, it's in anything, you know, there's stages and you have to come to that acceptance stage. And I had to, you know, at first I went through the grieving stage and I just I'm, I walk in that building and I'm I'm ashamed. I feel like lesser than a man. I feel mm-hmm. like I don't want this person all in my business. And can I trust this person? I'm a public mm-hmm. figure. I don't, what does all this mean? And um, but I started getting comfortable going through the story, you know, yeah. I start with my friends and whatnot and just talking through it. 
And once I started getting comfortable, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. It took me about three therapists to find the one that really fit for me. So say I that again. It took a me couple about three. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And you will, and you will sort of encourage people that might say, I went to therapy, it didn't work for me. Well, maybe right. try somebody else Absolutely. until it does work for you. Right. That's good. It's like saying, Oh yeah, I dated before, it didn't work for me. Well, who'd you date? That many <laughs> Yeah, you done with you done with people in general? You done for life? Okay. That's right. Or I tried God. Exactly. And I don't think he exactly. worked for me. Oh, so you prayed one time and you right. thought your whole world was gonna change right, right then and there. Right. So, so it was. It took multiple therapists, multiple chances. Like that first time sitting on the couch. Were you nervous? Were you stuttering? I was. I was very reserved because I was like, man, I don't know if this is gonna work. And and I was nervous because I was afraid that if I, I was gonna share all this stuff and then it wasn't gonna work, you know? So I was like, oh, I'm scared to tell you all this stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's gonna work. But what I found is that um, the therapist for me that I really appreciated really kind of wanted to hear my story and was and was interested. It was they weren't just kind of like, uh, you know, handling me. I've been handled plenty of times. It was like, I'm genuinely interested. I want to hear more. And um, and I just got to share my story and and uh, they wanted to hear my whole story, not just how I got here this month, but like start from, you know, childhood. And I was like, start from childhood for what? You know, but Ooh. I didn't realize that all that affects the now. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I want everybody that I know, that I talk to, DM, anybody that 
that I share stuff with teaching people about your unmet needs from childhood. Mm -hmm. A child needs 10 needs that need to be met in their childhood. And if you don't get those needs met in childhood, somehow in your adulthood, they begin to manifest. Wow. So wow. I know for me, when I was about 35 years old, I noticed that I would respond in certain situations, maybe like a 12 year old, not the temper tantrum, but I'd leave a situation, I'd leave the room mm-hmm. or I'd snap or something. And to me, that's what a child does if you take their fruit snacks away. So for me, that experience of learning what those unmet needs were from childhood also really helped me gauge, okay, why am I responding this way? Okay, God, I didn't get those needs met. I'm probably not going to get those needs met. My parents are in their six because they're, you're supposed to get them met from your parents at first, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so it was very touching when you talk about forgiving your father. Mm-hmm. And do you think that that helped in the healing process? No, I do. I think, uh, I mean, anybody who knows my story knows my dad wasn't in the picture. Um, never tried to be in the picture, never came around, just bye. Yeah. Uh, and I found where he was living and I went to go meet him for the first time. And um, and I had no intentions of, of anything other than just to let him know he's forgiven and I see him. I, I you know, yeah. trying to ride off into the sunset and have hold hands, sing Kumbaya, just say, hey, I'm a grown man. I made it and I don't hold any ill will. Cause a lot of times the mental health pieces are, are genetic. And so I don't, I, as I got older, I realized, oh, maybe he has some struggles that I don't even know about that kept him, you know, why he was addicted to substances or whatnot. I don't know, but I just wanted him to know, hey, despite what you've done, I forgive you and I'm moving forward. And I did that for me. You know, I did, it was good for him as well, but you know, if you hold on to that bitterness, that's going to create more problems for you in the long run. So I had to get rid of it. And uh, and it helped me deal with some childhood wounds that I had been holding on to. Made me okay. feel like yes. I am free from some stuff that I didn't know I was even in bondage to. So that stuff that you're talking about, you were being free from. Um, can you say that, that that was one of the contributors to depression and anger and... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Your music is your outlet as well. And you share so much that if people really, really listen to the music, they can get some nuggets of what you were going through. Oh, yeah. Your song, Only Human, Tell Me If I'm Wrong, you seem to talk about a possible failed suicide attempt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And first of all, to be a person of faith, And to have that to you, knowing like, yeah, I was a person of faith, but I also tried to take my life. Did you feel any way bad, a hypocrite, as a person that professes faith, but then you didn't have enough faith to want to stay alive? Mm. No, I I mean, I think um, it, it wasn't so much the faith piece that that made me feel any kind of way or shame. Or yeah, um, it was more so the realization that I am leaving other people vulnerable to feel exactly what I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. And mm. so that, that part is because, you know, when you take your own life because of your struggle, your sadness, your, 
anxiety or whatnot, well, now you've left somebody else susceptible to that same emotion. It creates a ripple effect. And so, um, you know, your, your mom, your cousin, your brother, your sister, your children, your wife has to walk in and find you wherever you are. And now they have to deal with that trauma for the rest of their yeah. life. Yeah. And, and this is no shade against anybody who has who ha- who has lost somebody to, you know, suicide. But it's just saying if you're considering it, consider that it, it leaves ripple effects beyond just relieving yourself of the pain that you're. you're yes. Yeah. Yes. OK. OK. Did I interpret that correctly? Did yeah, I? Yeah, I no. wasn't. OK. No, yeah. OK. I did not want to be wrong or even insert my own feelings or my own situation in that um, in recording the album. It had to have been healing mm-hmm. or even writing your book. Do you feel like it was cathartic for your mental health journey? Very. Yeah. You know, very. You know, they say journaling is, is helpful for your brain. So I started, I wanted to write my lyrics, not just type them. You know, I wanted to use a pen and just write them. And then just being able to share this stuff was like, ah, oh, it was so healing. It was so restorative. You know, and that's why I had mm. the album because it was, it was bringing me restoration. It was bringing me out of a very dark place. And, uh, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm extremely grateful, you know, for that process. You know, I'm, I'm now at a place where I'm okay with managing my mental illness or mental health, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not trying to tell people because it may happen for you. You may never experience depression or anxiety again in your life. I'm not trying to tell you that you'll be healed or restored if you just follow these steps. But I'm okay. trying to tell you that you will be able to manage. Like God gave me feet for the path. He didn't get me out the path, but He gave me feet to walk it. You know what yeah. I mean? So. Um, that's that's what the recording process was for me. It was like giving me the strength to keep pushing, to keep going, to keep moving. How do you feel that you see mental illness being addressed in the church? Um, I'm grateful. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times they tell you, just pray it away. And it's like, you don't never see an overweight person come to church and say, I'm just tired of being this heavy. And they say, just pray the fat away, baby. Just pray the fat away. They, they don't mm-hmm. never see that happen. Yeah. Yep. You have mm-hmm. to do some work. You know what I mean? So- yes. So we have to see um, someone's mental health struggles. We have to see in order to get out of it. We have to see it as work. I remember, you know, just you ain't praying enough or I felt like a hypocrite because it's like, OK, well, maybe I'm not reading my Bible enough. Maybe I didn't speak in tongues enough. Maybe I didn't listen to praise and worship music long enough. But it's like, no, prayer and therapy go hand in hand. Yes. Yes. Whenever I leave therapy, I know I'm like, okay, I even have my prayers are more specific because I'd be like, God, you heard what she said. Yeah, yeah, I don't even yeah. really have to come to you, but I, I just want to be in agreement with you about what is what has been spoken about my life. And I know I, I think we're seeing a shift of therapy being talked about. I even heard a pastor say. Yo, you need a therapist Mm -hmm. because lots of times we maybe want to go to ministers and pastors who aren't necessarily equipped to talk about what we're going through. And I don't know if we should put that expectation or that pressure on them, but I do feel like they should have resources readily available to share with their member or whoever they're counseling and say, I can only take you so far. Of course, I'm going to pray with you. Of course, I'm going to give you a scripture too, but I want to give you Dr. So-and-so or this licensed clinical social worker that we trust, we vet it. 
and to know that prayerfully, whoever your pastor is won't send you to somebody unsafe. Right. We need way more of that. I think that's a, that's a, you know, in the same way, you're going to recommend a lawyer, you're going to recommend a general care, a general practitioner or whatever you're going to recommend. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm so excited for you. You are an author, an artist. I love seeing you with your family and your kids and playing basketball, whatever it is. But you also are a philanthropist in the metro Atlanta area. You are working in the homelessness situation there. You are also providing masks, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, Tell us more about that. And if there is any way we can be a part of it, how can we support you? Yeah. I just want to be connected to you know, I have a passion for people who get looked over. That's really my thing. Anybody who gets looked over, I just, I got a heart for them. Kids in disenfranchised community, mm. inmates, the homeless community. That's just where my burden is. My, my my grandmother, shout out to Evangelist Georgia Campbell. She, Come on! She, she just, that's what she's been doing uh, her whole life. And, and so when I was around her, I just saw her as an example. And I always wanted to be able to, to, to help out in that capacity. So, you know, somebody, everybody got to have some outlet to serve. And I love serving those folks who just don't don't get any love, just get looked over. And uh, so I'm I'm in Atlanta. Uh, Peace Preparatory Academy is a school on the west side of Atlanta. You know, uh, anybody who wants to donate or whatnot, look up Peace Preparatory Academy. Love Beyond Walls Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is the organization that I partner with for uh, the homelessness and, um, and prison fellowship is what I partner with in terms of um, prison work. So any one of those outlets will allow you to get busy. Man, it's so dope to see you out there, like you said, touching people that people wouldn't touch, touching people that are overlooked. You do have a chapter in your book about church hurt. Mm -hmm. And not because you're talking about others who have experienced church hurt. You yourself have experienced church hurt. Um, And thank you for being open about it and talking about it because it is a real thing. Come on now. Where are you in your journey um, as it relates to that? I'm way healthier now, um, you know, because I've realized who I am and and that uh, I think a a large part of it, uh, my brother has shared this with me and and it resonated with me and I I share this with other people now is sometimes we make people wounds, God wounds. Mm. When When I say that, I say, People have hurt you. God didn't hurt you. Yeah. And so you're not you're mad at God because of what his people did. But that's not a reflection of who God is. That's a reflection of people. People. And so that's what helped me get over it is that, man, this ain't a reflection of the character of God. This is a reflection of these individual people. And so their hurt and their judgment and their you can't you do this and do that, or, you know, I mean, you name it. I know you have been through every, all the same stuff. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. It's just that kind of thing that I just had to realize, oh, this is people. And that's what people do. Come on. That is people. And then we have to learn too that maybe God, you didn't assign me to these, these people <laughs> and how there are way more people out there that need what I have. We needed your boldness to say Mm. things that people were afraid to say. Now, 
when you do say things that people are afraid to say, I'm sure you do get shunned. You do get people who you probably thought were your friend who are now scared to associate with you because you actually told the truth. Right, right. Where do they do that at? I'm speaking the truth and you want to blacklist me. You want to push me away. And I thought you weren't going to do music anymore. You know what I mean? I thought Lecrae is done. Look what y'all have done. (laughs) He's done. You don't even feel safe anymore in the area of arts because the area of arts is where you express your heart, your thoughts, what you're going through and how it's helped other people. But now it's like you can't even do that because it's like if I say something, it's going to be torn apart, picked apart. But I do want to tell you that's when you know when you've really reached a certain platitude of success visibility mm-hmm. when you've also reached a certain level of success on the other side i saw you at the rock nation brunch i should say i saw pictures <laughs> of okay. you at the rock nation brunch not a bad thing but that yeah. was a dope thing yeah 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 like you belonged there you were supposed to be there yeah now somebody you at me if you got something to say so they got something to say oh they got something to say you know they do. Okay. I don't care, but I think for us, I think God allows certain people to go in those circles because he can trust us as long as we can impact and influence that side. We don't have to be like that side, but God, you didn't place me here to just be hanging out. Right, right. I'm supposed to do something with this. 20 years later, I'm supposed to be, it's like I realized Time after time after time, why do you have me here? I know me personally, I'm a church girl. Like there was somebody way more qualified, more swaggier, more whatever, whatever, what that was supposed to be there. But when you can walk into a room and own exactly who you are, people know that you are a man of faith and they love you. And I really hope you know, you are absolutely loved and appreciated for all that you do. Your book and the album together. Y'all, y'all have to get his book, I Am Restored. You have to get the album Restoration. It is a actual journey. Thank you for sending me an advanced copy, but I would have you to know I actually have a copy. I bought the copy. I'm still a consumer of people. I believe it was $14.99. I have it in my iBooks because it takes money to ship all those free copies out. So (laughs) I pray to be one of the ones helping, you know, and so it is a bestseller. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. 
Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I do want to say there's a part in the book where you you were about to say, I was broken. No, I still am broken. Mm -hmm. And it takes so much strength. You're not weak by admitting a struggle. You're not weak by saying I'm broken. I'm still broken. Yeah. Even writing that book, even at the pinnacle of your success, you were able to, you're able to still say, no, I'm broken. I'm broken. I'm going through a healing yeah. process. I'm going through a journey. And thank you for encouraging us, letting us know it is still a journey. And you took some time away to be able to get to this place. And sometimes you might have to have a seat to be on that journey because who knows what you would have said. <laughs> who knows? That Boy. album might have had an explicit label on it. <laughs> would have. We don't know. Would we have. don't. You know what I'm saying? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. So it is okay if you can to take some time out to sit. The saying is hurt people do hurt people. Mm -hmm. Hurt people That's hurt crazy. people. So thank you so much for taking out your time. We can sit and talk forever. Yeah. But as they say, I don't want to be before you long. I don't want to <laughs> be long. I'm going to take my seat. Lecrae, will you come back on checking in? Absolutely, man. It's an honor. If anybody, if if the two people who came here because of me, please continue <laughs> checking in. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Michelle is phenomenal. I, you have no idea, like the the people who I put on your, uh, you know, your words of wisdom, your collaborations with other mental health mm. experts. Yes. I've helped out so many people, so many women that I can just like shoot them this because they, they don't get to hear a woman who looks like you talk about it. And so you and Taraji have been very helpful for me. Um, and I'm just I, you don't even understand. I'm grateful. Thank you, Lecrae. Now you are helping people who look like you. Let me tell you something. I want to see more men sitting in that counseling office. Y'all don't know how dope that looks like for somebody like me. Who's like, oh, dang, you know how to communicate. You know how to go get therapy. That is amazing. Like there is nothing weak about it. There's Absolutely. nothing weak about it. I think we got to get a song about strength or something. So let's be working on it. Hey, everybody, you can find me at Lecrae.com or at Lecrae. It's just L-E-C-R-A-E. If you can spell, you can get well, baby. Come follow me. You know what I mean? <laughs> He has his YouTube channel where he definitely goes more in details about things that he does not share on his Instagram. You have to go on his YouTube page and really dig deep and really get inspired by everything that he's talking about. I hope what he talks about inspires you and gives you strength to be bold and walk everything out. Yes, my YouTube page is uh, youtube.com backslash Lecrae. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. This podcast was absolutely amazing. I have so many thoughts on Lecrae and what we've been talking about. And I'm glad I was able to say it to him. I like just loving on people while they are here to hear it or to see it. And his transparency and him being able to really be vulnerable and let us in because you can visibly see his vulnerability. You can visibly see his restoration process and how he's still in the process. And what I appreciate about him is he's, he keeps it real. In his book, he says, I was broken. Nah, I still am broken because lots of times people ask us how we're doing or maybe you have a great job. Maybe you're that executive of maybe you are on the dean's list. You are killing it as it relates to your job. Maybe you are killing it at home. You feel like you're a great mother, a husband, father, a sibling or whatever. And when people ask you how you're doing, you say, oh, I'm good. I'm doing real good. Or Sister so-and-so, how you doing? Oh, baby, I'm blessed and highly favored. Instead of saying, yo, I'm really struggling in this area or I lost my husband or I lost my engagement and I'm really broken up about it. And he also says in the book, if we are really honest, when people ask us how we are doing, you will probably, you will probably hear a deafening silence. Because I don't know if people um, are ready to really hear how you're really feeling. My other takeaway is I hope that I can be that type of friend or there's a book called Safe People. I hope I can be that type of safe person where when I ask somebody how they're doing, they won't feel like a burden by truly sharing. Man, Michelle, I, I didn't have a good day today. My boss wore me out. My mom gets on my nerves or I'm having a hard time adapting to being in school on Zoom. I'm struggling right now, you know, and I really hope that everybody that's sitting here listening uh, to this podcast that you feel like you have some hope and that you feel strengthened and that we stop minimizing the pain, that we stop over spiritualizing the pain. And that we can stop memorializing the pain. And I'm saying all of this from Lecrae's book, I Am Restored. Because we do, we push the minimize button. Or we over-spiritualize it and say, God's got me going through this for a reason. God's going to get me out of it. And he will. Or I'm just going to keep praying on it. Definitely keep praying. But definitely know that it is okay to sit and uh, talk about it. And we briefly touched on church hurt. Church hurt is a real thing because how many of us have expressed something to somebody at church and before you know it, that rumor about you is spread rampant through the choir or everybody's looking at you crazy, you know, because of maybe something that was supposed to be private has now been made public. And I'm so glad that we people of faith, that we are addressing mental illness that we are sharing more about our struggles in mental health. So I'm just excited. Um, I feel like I can open up even more simply by Lecrae sharing what he shared. And to my men, I hope you heard him sharing his heart and sharing his process, sharing the root of his depression, sharing his father wounds. How many of us have a mother wound? How many of us have father wounds? But I'm so glad that he is sitting with us and telling his story. 
I'm going to share a quote from Lecrae's book, I Am Restored. He says, I suppress my feelings of anguish because I was convinced I wasn't allowed to be vulnerable. And I think that's the running theme of people that might be struggling. Anybody that's sitting here listening um, to this podcast, you have permission to be vulnerable. And if there's anything that you will learn from me, I am definitely still in that journey of being more vulnerable. I'm an open book, but sometimes it is okay to sit in that moment of fear. Fear is a legitimate human emotion. Anger is a legitimate human emotion. Sadness is a natural human emotion. And it is okay to sit in it for a little while to be vulnerable. We don't always have to walk around strong. Lecrae talks about being a celebrity and how people may even equate celebrity with a healthy person. And that is not always the case. My checking in moment for you guys is to really check in with your legitimate and your natural emotions. Man, I've got to come up with a name for my audience. You guys have been showing so much love. And I just want to thank you for joining me. And be sure to tune in until my next episode of Checking In with Michelle Williams. Checking In with Michelle Williams is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day smart metabolic burn by brain md can kickstart your metabolism fight stubborn body fat especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.